and welcome to Cream of Caroline, the only casserole lifestyle podcast recording through Rona. I'm your host, Caroline Hatchett. During these strange times of sheltering in and contact-free friendships and podcasting, I am going to talk with two special guests for this episode on hot cottage cheese. You heard that right. I am taking one of the creamiest foods on the planet and making her molecules bump in a 350 degree oven. Editor Joseph Veer will give us an education on cottage cheese brands, curd size because they matter, and other technical terms like cream dressing. And then Leah Hammerman and I will talk about cottage cheese's fairest partner. If you don't know, you soon will. It's nacho cheese Doritos. And before we get started, I'd like to take a moment to posthumously thank Mr. James Beard for giving me this hot cottage cheese inspiration. I could say hot cottage cheese over and over again. It gives me so much pleasure. Are you ready, listeners? It's going to be creamy. What's in the oven? Cottage cheese dip, y'all, found on page 84 of James Beard's 1955 casserole cookbook. This is perhaps the easiest recipe and maybe even the creamiest recipe we have made on the podcast. Get a bowl, stir together one pound of cottage cheese, one beaten egg, two tablespoons of heavy cream, two tablespoons chopped chives, season with salt, pepper, and a glug glug of Tabasco. You're going to pour that into a greased baking dish and bake at 350 degrees for 20 to 30 minutes until just set. And that's what's in the oven. Casseroles in the news. The Daily Ardmorette reports that the First Baptist Church in Ringling, Oklahoma, has distributed more than 180 casserole meals to folks in need in the last few weeks. On the menu, lasagna, Mexican casserole, and hot dogs upon request. In the red and black, my alma mater's newspaper, budding journalist Janelle Ward tells readers the five things you didn't know you could order via takeout in Athens, Georgia. Listen up. Those include fresh pasta meal kits, milkshake, grocery items, toilet paper, thank you Pulaski Heights barbecue, and of course, casseroles coming at you from Marty's at middays. And as we all know, this is not the time just to pop down to the grocery store, even if it's in your building, Caroline, to pick up last-minute ingredients for your dinner. So Mary Errett is helping Sunday Dispatch readers and me turn pantry items into a casserole meal. Here's her formula. Heat oven to 350 degrees, wash your hands with soap and running water for at least 20 seconds, spray a casserole dish with cooking oil or lightly oil it. In a large bowl, mix together two cups of a cooked starch, two cups cooked meat, two cups frozen vegetables, and one can of soup mixed with two cups of water or milk. Mm. She bakes it for 50 to 60 minutes just to make sure that thing is dead, tops it with breadcrumbs, bakes it for 10 minutes more. Girl, please, checks it with a thermometer next, you know, the one that you're not obsessively using to see if you have a fever, and when the temp has reached 165 degrees Fahrenheit, it's time to sit down all by yourself in your lonely apartment to a casserole for six. Enjoy, and that is your casseroles in the news. (laughs) 
All right, listeners, we have our first uh, over-the-phone guest in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic, Joseph Veer, associate editor of Epicurious, who you may also remember as the star of our Halloween episode. Hello, Joe. Hi, how are you doing? Uh, you know, uh, we're doing the best we possibly can under the circumstances. As anyone um, is, yeah. And, you know, food is at least one thing. It's the one luxury we have, I feel like, still. Uh, yeah, we're very if you're privileged lucky to have to, that. Yeah, totally. Uh, food and lots of wine. Uh, <laughs> what What have you been cooking at home? Um, what have I been cooking at home? You know, Kenneth and I actually have a meal plan, and I've been doing this since before this the before the um, self isolation even started. Uh, I sort of started doing it at the beginning of the year. And we just sort of continued doing it because it became really easy. And I've been cooking, I mean, I cook lots of fish, uh, salmon. Um, you know what are I they love? Fro- are they frozen or are you getting them fresh? Uh, I am getting fresh salmon and freezing it. Like I got okay. extra and I froze it. Um, and then I've also been using a lot of canned fish, which... Like, I'm notorious as a person who hates canned tuna, but I've discovered canned mackerel is delicious. And oh. I also love, like, I don't know, like, I got, like, some random can of, like, canned octopus, and it was really great with just some, like, crispy rice and an egg. Um, <laughs> and uh, canned salmon, which I know you hate, but uh, yeah, it's not I my actually thing. kind of like it. <laughs> Um, and uh, then uh, last night we made like spam masubi bowls with like some seaweed threads and and kimchi um, because uh, Kenneth like even if it's not an emergency wants a spam dinner every once in a while Um, well yeah so typical yeah Yeah. so um, those kind of things oh crab I got some canned crab made crab cakes which felt very luxurious Um, yeah Okay, canned seafood. I've done a little bit with tuna, but that's it so far. But canned mackerel may be on my next my next trip. One thing that I – cool project. I, I did this years ago, but there is a recipe from Asha Gomez for pickled uh, catfish. Mm. And so last week at the farmer's market, I bought – of course not catfish. Uh, I don't know, hake, whatever the least expensive fish there was. Fried it uh, and it just had like a coating of turmeric – and salt and pepper, and then I put it into a kind of pickling base with a ton of ginger, spices, rice wine vinegar, and the idea is for it to sit in my fridge for a week, and then I'm going to eat it on Friday. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I'll let you, I'll let listeners, I'll let you know how it goes. I think it's like the first cooking project that I actually kind of had the heart to do because I wanted to support the farmer's market, but I wanted to eat fish a week a week later so we'll i haven't really thought about that about like project cooking savory recipes like you know a lot of people are doing sourdough bread right now apparently there's like just recently been a spike in like people looking for bagel recipes which they think it's going to be easier than like making a sourdough starter and doing it which it's totally not bagels are so complicated um but like the idea of like actually taking on a really like great project like savory recipe is really interesting to me and I haven't even thought about doing it myself well I hate baking baking. so (laughs) I freaking hate bacon I'm like fish yes that sounds like a worthy cause uh but we're here today on the phone specifically 
to talk about cottage cheese. And um, you're the closest person I know who is at least like a somewhat of a cottage cheese expert. Uh, and I'd like you to tell, <laughs> I'd like you to tell listeners why why you know so much about cottage cheese. Um, so I know a lot about cottage cheese because I used to be the main person to write all of the grocery tests for Epicurious. So for um, at least two years, I was the main person doing this. And um, I would, you know, gather, you know, I don't know, anywhere from like nine to 20 or more uh, different brands of a specific product and then like line them up for a blind taste test. And, you know, I was sort of the person in charge of like putting it all together, um, getting, tallying all the notes and all that kind of stuff. And one of them that we did was cottage cheese. Um, and there's like a lot to think about with cottage cheese. There's like... Right, like how do you objectively uh, like consider and rank cottage cheeses? What what are those factors? Right. Okay, so the first thing you have to consider is like small curd versus large curd. Um, for Epicurious, we only tasted small curd. And it's really just mostly about a preference for like how chunky you want your curds and whey to be. <laughs> um, there is actually like historically there's some difference in the preparation of the two products, but like most commercial brands today make the same thing and then just cut the curd into different sizes. Um, okay, good to know. Yeah, I think that like if I remember correctly, <laughs> I think that like large curd uh, is made with rennet, and then small curd was made with just some form of acid. Um, but that's not necessarily the case anymore, and I could be wrong about okay. those facts. But okay. Well, and what were your fi- what were your findings? I th- what brands kind of stood out to you, and what were some of the, if you remember, what were some of the worst ones? Um, some of the worst ones. Oh goodness. Uh, okay, let's start with the with the great ones first. So the brand that Epicurious, the editors of Epicurious, liked most was Friendship. Um, okay. We tasted only like full fat, so that's like four percent milk fat um, cottage mm-hmm. cheeses. Um, and, uh, friendship had a good balance of being like creamy, but with defined curds. Um, a lot of like the ones that we didn't like had kind of a grainy curd that sort of like dissolved, but we wanted you to be able to like, we wanted the cottage cheese to have some chew and some creaminess. So like, there's also like two styles of cottage cheese, a dry cottage cheese and a wet cottage cheese. And dry mm-hmm. cottage cheese is made by, like, just making the curds and then you rinse them off and that's dry cottage cheese. Wet cottage cheese is made with, you take those rinsed curds and then you add what they call a cream dressing, which could be made with cream, oh. it could be made with milk. I, th- I, th- I also think it's pr- pronounced wet cottage cheese. I think that's the, the industry term. What did you say? It's wet cottage cheese, not right. wet. You right, know, you had, exactly. With an extra emphasis on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, wet cottage cheese is um, made with you. a cream dressing. So, um, so friendship has just enough to like uh, to have. You know, you can like you know take a scoop out and it's and it stays as a mound on your spoon. Whereas like some mm-hmm. of them have so much of that dressing that it's like just a soupy mess. Um, one thing we didn't like about Friendship necessarily is that it had um, some stabilizers in it, not nearly as much as a lot of the brands. 
Um, so we did pick like a couple of other ones that we really liked. Um, Good Culture we loved, which is a newer brand and it is a more natural brand. And it also has a v like very much, if you taste like this next to like our top three, if you taste the top three together, it's very different because it's, um, it has a lot more of that like sour, cheesy flavor. Oh. Um, so it's more of a, like, I still love to eat it with some, um, like some roasted fruit on the top for breakfast, but it's much more mm -hmm. of like a savory cottage cheese. Um, so I, I'll use it in place of like ricotta. Um, if you're doing okay. like a ricotta lasagna, like instead of a bechamel, if you're using, you know, if you're the kind of person that puts ricotta in a lasagna, I would use that because it's so much more flavorful than a lot of the commercial ricottas. Like unless you're getting like a premium ricotta, then, you know, go ahead. Um, but Cook Culture is great. And the other one that we really loved surprisingly was Daisy, which is the one that I yeah. I sort of grew up with um, and didn't expect it to be good, but it's very creamy and milky. It has sort of that like mozzarella milkiness um, mm -hmm. and not really a lot of cheesiness, but really like pleasant to eat. Um, yeah, yeah, I like I like Cabot too. It's a little bit loose. It's on the loose side. Um, and that's what I use for my casserole this week. And I think in retrospect, because we went and picked up Friendship that for baking purposes having that drier style of cottage cheese would have been a lot would have been a lot smarter yeah so i know i like daisy friendship cabot i haven't tried good culture but my my theory is like with so many other things in the world people who say they don't like cottage cheese just eat shit cottage cheese they eat like breakstone is the lowest of the low cottage cheeses yes. in my opinion yeah breakstone did not do well cabot actually did pretty well so that's a good one to have on your on your radar yeah um other ones we didn't like um like um market pantry which is like the target house brand um okay was one of those like grainy ones that like the um like the curds sort of just like dissolve. Um, Horizon Organic uh, is one that we didn't really like. I oh yeah, it's terrible. I yeah, tried it too. I don't remember why we didn't like that one, um, but it was but it ranked pretty lowly on the list. Um, and then you know, there were a couple of others that just we didn't love because they either were too sour or too bland, um, or or had that like overly overly like saturated cream dressing situation going mm -hmm. on. Um, I'm yeah. glad I know that as a technical term now. Right. Uh, I was not I was not aware of cream dressing cottage cheese. <laughs> now, <laughs> have you ever have you ever had cottage cheese in Doritos? I it's it's in my orbit, but I don't know if you've ever tried it. Have you ever eaten that combination? I probably have because I when I was I don't know, in high school probably or maybe younger, I don't remember. Uh, I loved to dip a Dorito in anything dairy. So, like, <laughs> if there was, like, a sour cream and onion dip in the house, like, I, like, ruffles were great, oh, but yeah, a Dorito, and, but, like, a classic Dorito and a sour cream and onion dip was, like, my jam. And so, if there wasn't a sour cream and onion dip, there probably was some cottage cheese in the fridge, and, and I'm sure that I, that I partook in that. So, are you, are you a nacho cheese man or a Cool Ranch man? I mean, that's like one of those things that you cannot choose between. Oh my God, Joe, it's obvious, please. Ugh, nacho, right? I mean, it's great. 
I think I've told you before that my mother used to make this casserole that was like a quote Mexican chicken casserole with Doritos and shredded chicken and like a can of some kind of creamy soup. Mm. And, mm. Um, and I, it was like one of my favorite things. She, I mean, I'm sure she got it out of like some like crazy magazine, um, maybe a church cookbook, who knows where it came from. But I loved it so much. It had black olives, like canned sliced black olives. So weird. That's so good. It was so weird. Can you get that recipe from your mom for me? Can she she send us a picture? Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know about a picture, but um, I'm sure. Something. We need need the recipe, too. Yeah, she might still have the recipe. I'll ask her. Okay. Yeah. And I have this, like, and again, I don't think that most people in America can relate to this. My... I, I don't hate Cool Ranch Doritos, but I have a very specific memory of being on a sports team in middle school or high school and riding on a school bus that smelled really terrible. Like, And some kid near me was eating Cool Ranch Doritos, and then we were driving through a field that had been recently laid over with chicken manure. So... All of those, like, olf- very strong, olfactory, like, senses sometimes come rushing back when I have, I think about chicken shit every time I think about Cool Ranch Doritos, and it's unavoidable. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's not a pleasant association. <laughs> I will say this. Red, like, redneck stuff. For me, Cool Ranch Doritos are very much of a place in time, like, they're very nostalgic food, while nacho cheese Doritos are a forever food. So. Okay, I I I can I can get behind that sentiment. Now I am curious. I I have uh, my pantry's pretty well stocked, but I do have some cottage cheese, and I wanted to see if you might help me, like think of a casserole to make tonight mm-hmm. for dinner. Okay, so uh, I do have some chicken. It's probably like a third of a chicken like cooked that I that I boiled and used most of the chicken for something else. Uh, I have some frozen broccoli. Of course, I have all the pasta, rice, I have potatoes, I have sour cream and cottage cheese. I don't have any cream of mushroom soup or cream of anything soups. I do have chicken stock, homemade, really nice, like jiggly chicken stock, onions, carrots, some cilantro stems. I do have some turnip greens that I was planning on using for something else. I don't, what can I do? Um, avoid the carrots because like when you okay. said carrots <laughs> and the idea of carrots and cottage cheese together are ju- is just so Yeah, wrong. it sounds gross. That sounds, that yeah, sounds gross. Yeah, it sounds bad. Um, okay, avoid did, carrots. Did you say you have celery? Because like the idea of like some caramelized celery and cottage cheese no, is really appealing to me. I, no celery. Um, hmm. I think, um... You know what you could do? Would you consider like like a Spanish tortilla or like a frittata? Would you consider that a casserole? Uh, I don't know, but in these dark times, I think our, we, our minds need to be open. What is your vision? Like if you were to mix some of the, is the broccoli roasted already? Uh, it's blanched. It's blanched. Um, that's fine. I probably would have roasted it, but blanched is okay. So I would mix some of the shredded chicken <laughs> and the broccoli. And, um, did you say you have potatoes? Yes. So, and some sliced potatoes. Are the potatoes cooked? No. So maybe you want to like cube the potatoes and just like saute them in some kind of fat, some kind of like really flavorful fat. And then uh-huh. toss the broccoli and chicken and, um, 
and uh, potatoes together. Um, you can add some onions to it if you want to. I don't think it necessarily has to have onions. Um, put that in a skillet and then cover it with some eggs and whatever kind of like dairy or it, you know, whisk some eggs and either it's a little bit of chicken stock, a little bit of dairy, um, you know, whatever you have, pour that over it and then take big dollops of cottage cheese and just sort of dollop <gasps> it and then oh, bake yeah. that off so that like there's like pools of cottage cheese or like you could even like swirl them a little bit into the egg um, but like mostly leave them as like big puddles. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's such a good idea. <gasps> Would you mix in a little bit of egg so that they stayed even stiffer or no? I think you could. Yeah, sure. Why not? Maybe just like a, just like a little bit, like a little tiny bit. Yeah. Just it's so like that they mixing a little, little bit of flour more. into your like butter for your, uh, for your puff pastry so that like it, you know, sticks better. Like the whole thing sticks better mm -hmm. together. It's like, yeah, same idea. Go ahead. Uh, throw an egg into the cottage cheese and lots okay. of pepper lots and lots of pepper black pepper okay i have so much black pepper thank you joe that sounds i'm i think that mr nicholson is going to be excited about that uh and it's a nice use of all the things we have yeah yay um if you'll indulge me i have um one one more cooking question for you before we leave today okay so one ingredient I knit. I, I knew I shouldn't, but I just was super compelled. I stocked up. I have way too much, and I feel like a lot of Americans are in the same boat. I bought, uh, f I bought 54 rolls of toilet paper, and you've been, to my, you've been to my apartment. I don't have room for all that fucking toilet paper, and I'm, try I'm trying really hard to find a way to use it and cook it and incorporate it into my meal planning. And I was just wondering um, how you cook your toilet paper at home, Joe. I mean, listen, when all the pasta has been purchased from the grocery store, you've got to make two. And so, like, a TP lasagna is a great choice. Like, lots yeah, of fiber, you know, and it really can go with, like, any sauce that you have, you know, throw your cottage cheese in it. Or, like, if you don't, if you already used all your cottage cheese in your egg casserole, then, you know, like, make a marinara real quick or make a bechamel real quick and just, like, <laughs> slather it on the toilet paper, bake it off. I knew... I knew, I knew you would have answers because I have been, I've really been kind of going through it roll by roll and yeah. experimenting and I could only figure out how to brown it on one side. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, um, you know, that's, uh, that's what it is. And now for Leah. All right, listeners, all the way from San Francisco, we have Leah Hammerman on the line. She is a lover of Doritos and cottage cheese, um, but for her day job, she is the culinary liaison of Dandelion Chocolate. Hello, Leah. Hi, Caroline. How are you? <laughs> oh, lots of emotions these days. <laughs> yeah. Is, is your life still filled with chocolate? You know, it is. I, I have um, a re-energized love for chocolate as I'm home and not smelling it constantly and <laughs> um, doing a lot more chocolate education these days and also sampling bars I've had around because I don't have, I'm not surrounded by dandelion chocolate at the moment. So um, yeah, reinvigorated love for chocolate. Yeah, so if tell listeners, if they are not familiar with dandelion chocolate, what it is, and then also what you do um, for the company. 
Yeah, so Dandelion Chocolate uh, was founded in 2010, so about a decade ago, um, in San Francisco, started in a a garage in Palo Alto, which is a story you've heard before. And um, in 2012, we opened up our first factory on Valencia Street in the Mission District. And um, there's a factory, cafe, um, and experiences space, which is still operating. But uh, this past year, we opened up an even larger space, about three quarters of a mile away, also in the Mission District. Um, and we make bean to bar chocolate, single origin, just two ingredients, cocoa beans and sugar, in both of these factories. And what do you do? And so as the culinary liaison, this made up title, um, I, I'm responsible for our wholesale program predominantly for professionals. So pastry chefs, baristas, brewers, uh, bakers, anyone who wants to buy our chocolate in bulk. Okay, fabulous. Um, and you, so you're in San Francisco, but you are a native New Yorker. Yes, from Westchester. From Westchester. And uh, you grew up in a, did you grow up in a, it was a kosher home, right? Yeah, yeah. So I know we're talking about Doritos. In my case, it's actually nacho cheese chips. It's nacho cheese chips. Yeah, but same, 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 but different. Right. Oh my, no, this is, this is fascinating to me. So are Doritos not kosher? They are now, but when my siblings and I were young, they weren't. So nacho cheese chips were the same, hers brand nacho cheese chips and they were corn chips and they were made kosher. Yeah. Oh my God. So many, so many levels to this. Um, but so, but you do prefer Doritos now or do you still kind of have a nostalgic, nostalgic love for the hers brand? Good question. I don't know the last time I even saw the hers brand. So to me, they're, they're one in the same. Okay. And you were definitely not on, there was no cool ranch uh, no. As a part of that scenario, definitely not. But Cool Ranch and and cottage cheese, Cool Ranch Doritos, I should say, and cottage cheese are still uh, a great combo. You still think okay, but nacho cheese is your first choice. Yes. Okay, thank goodness. Uh, we're on the same page at least a little <laughs> bit. Um, and how many siblings do you have? Is it three? Yeah, get my right. Three, three siblings. And tell me about the context in which the Hammerman family ate. Doritos and cottage cottage cheese. We, my it's basically for us. It wasn't snack time. I remember in the summers, my mom was a teacher. She had the day off, but even though she wasn't, you know, she wasn't working, she would give us a quick. It would be like lunch. Yep. As a as a meal as a meal replacement. Was that? <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. I actually texted my three siblings this morning, like saying like, hey, I'm going to be speaking to this old colleague about cottage cheese and nacho cheese slash Doritos. Um, uh, like reflections go. Uh, and so it was a great text <laughs> conversation at like seven something in the morning, my time um, during this crazy uh, period of all of our lives. Uh, and it was actually really, really nice. But so, um, so many things. Uh, part of our conversation was like, you know, how did this all start? I can't even imagine our mom like buying so much holding fluorescent orange chips. Like, like we were a relatively healthy household, um, like wouldn't have sugary cereals or any kind of junk like that. Um, and so it reminded us all that 
these hers brand nacho cheese chips were part of a a variety pack that had like pretzels and popcorn which were like always the last ones to go uh because they um kind of you know didn't please us uh and like then my mom would go for the like plain chips but there was also the cheese curls and the sour cream and onion anyway um so my sister said like yeah when our mom would get those packs like maybe they were from costco i don't even know uh but they were the big variety packs it was always like a rush among the four of us to get to the nacho cheese chips because that was the <laughs> unanimous favorite um and cottage cheese was just a staple around our home that uh, was sometimes for breakfast, but mainly lunch. Um, we were like a light lunch family on weekends generally. And yeah, the, the combination speaks for itself. Like, you know, super salty processed cheese with like artificial cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so wild. It's just like, it's such a nostalgic thing for me and I love it so much and I kind of stress eat it. And it's also like, uh, it's been a joke food in, in workplaces at Star Chefs. People have just um, brought it to me for, for Your parties. Birthdays. For my birthday <laughs> celebrations, right? But I, and I, it's really hard to imagine moms in 2020 serving their kids Doritos and cottage cheese for a meal. I'm a, I'm all for it. I believe in it. I think it's you know it, I turned out okay, but it's just such a it's not healthy. It's not it's not really good for you. Definitely not. And I asked my sisters if they had had it recently. One said that she had it a couple of months ago out of a craving. Um, I personally have had it recently. Um, and I, I saw it on your Instagram, which is why we're talking. <laughs> and you know that I had cottage cheese at work for lunch and I saw someone eating a bag of Doritos and then it clicked. I was like, yes, that's what I want right now. So it kind of came to me. Um, but then hilariously, my um, other sister mentioned that she like has a serious Doritos addiction and knows not to bring oh. it into the house. Um, but so, so she actually has tried to mimic the combination, um, intentionally with, this is like, you might be appalled, um, (laughs) but like, she's also a mother of an adorable four and a half year old and like, doesn't want to have Doritos in the home for like obvious reasons. Um, but so she mimics the combination with, uh, nutritional yeast in her cottage cheese and then, uh, crushed up pretzel pieces. Ah, okay. <laughs> it is a little, it is a little horrifying, but I, I did, I do have nutritional yeast in my pantry right now, and I, I actually thought about using it in a casserole with cottage cheese this week. I was like, that would be. I'm more offended by the pretzel in the cottage cheese than I am the Dorito, than the nutritional yeast huh. addition. Huh. Yeah. Um. So, do you have a brand preference on cottage cheese? Absolutely. Brickstones. Really? You do? I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm. Uh, you probably saw from my Instagram, I'm now so spoiled with Cowgirl Creamery's cottage cheese, which is delicious. What? Did I you... didn't know they had it. Okay. No. Caroline, there's a New York Times article about cottage cheese, like, from a year ago, that is so funny. Um, 
<laughs> it basically puts cottage cheese side by side with, um, and this is based on my memory, but um, it puts cottage cheese side by side with yogurt. And I was like, why has the yogurt category expanded like crazy? And cottage cheese is still teeny tiny. And it's like a relic of um, diet food from, you know, decades ago of like, it would come at a diner with a melon. And that's what like your crazy aunt would order. Uh, and then it introduces Cowgirl Creamery's delicious, super fresh cottage cheese. With I the, wonder with if that, I can like, get it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe on their I website. Can... I don't. I feel bad putting someone in danger to ship me cottage cheese right now. But maybe uh, post crisis we can investigate whether or not we like Cowgirl Creamery. Um, have you ever Have you ever tried hot cottage cheese? hot oh oh like warming up cottage <laughs> cheese I'm, I'm pretty sure at first I was gonna ask you what you meant like is it spicy and then I felt it like bubble up inside my stomach of like convulsing <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah no so so I made for this episode I made a hot cottage cheese dip that had like an <laughs> that had an egg in it from James from a James Spear cookbook and uh, it was pretty delicious. It was a little watery. I think I would use, it would either drain some cottage cheese or use a l- less liquidy uh, brand like um, Friendship. Uh, and then I started, now I'm putting cottage cheese in casseroles. I, so I firmly, <laughs> it's an extra step, but I, you know, if you want to take your cottage cheese to the next level or want to have like a treat in cold weather, you might consider heating up your you know actually I now remember from childhood I had a friend who would microwave cottage cheese with some jam (laughs) and stir it together yeah Um, you could you could just maybe microwave it that's another thought (laughs) (laughs) shelves uh, grocery shelves do have cottage cheese right now alternative brands as we've both experienced but yeah Amer- america if you're if you're listening uh this is this could be your moment to experience <laughs> and become much more intimately familiar with cottage cheese in all of its forms and potential <laughs> well leah thank you so much um for sharing you know a little bit of your background with um doritos and cottage cheese or what were they called again Nacho chips? Uh, no. Hers, like H-E-R-R, probably apostrophe S, nacho cheese okay. chips. Hers, nacho cheese chips, uh, graduating into Doritos and cottage cheese. It is. It has been a pleasure catching up with you. Yeah, likewise. If I can add just one little takeaway. Oh, please. Um, yes. So I had mentioned earlier that I chatted with my siblings via text about essentially cottage cheese and Doritos. And it was such a lovely conversation. Um, and now, like we start, like we'll start spinning about different um, foods from our childhood that would be worth deep diving on. Mm-hmm. And it it was just it was so fun. And I, you know, if it resonates with you, do you have siblings? Yes, you have a sister. Have yes, sister. I have a sister. Whether it resonates with you or um, any of the listeners, just to like touch base with your siblings or your parents about a food that you can speak fondly of and you know maybe recreate it or just talk about it during this fragile time and maybe it will provide a little bit of comfort I love it I will do I will maybe do that now with my sister thank you (laughs) thank you Leah have be be safe and well and um, I hope to talk soon yeah thank you Caroline lunch is served Doritos and cottage cheese.
basically a Dorito cottage cheese souffle. Yeah, I think I would have drained a little bit of the liquid, but um, I'm just really surprised by how pleasant it feels to eat hot cottage, hot cottage cheese. <laughs> hot cottage cheese on top of a nacho flavored Dorito. Mm. Yeah, this could be a party dip. It's definitely a revelation. It was definitely easy. Mm, man, I mean, I feel like my self-esteem is boosted by the bites of veg vegetables. We have watermelon radishes and some carrots here because we're not animals. But I really just want to eat an entire bag of Doritos right now. Yeah, I'm using my vegetables as a palate cleanser. Oh, okay. Well, there we go, from Mr. Nicholson. Skip the veggie dip and use them as a palate cleanser. What are you waiting for? Rip open that bag of Doritos and start dipping. Or if you dare, upgrade your cottage cheese this week with an egg and a hot ride in the oven. Listeners, thank you. Thank you for indulging me for this episode. I, if you can't tell, I really love cottage cheese. And the recipes and picks are going to be available to you today on Instagram so you can partake in this brilliant food. I cannot wait to casserole again with you next week. It's going to be creamy.